Well, good evening, all. Here we are, another evening with Course of Love. Um, what this course is about is, yes, we do read from A Course of Love. We're actually in the second treatise, the treatise on, I think, let me just get my book, the treatise on the nature of unity, and we'll be reading or going through Chapter 7, The Belief, Giving and Receiving as One. But the objective of this call not only to read the words and to absorb them and feel them and take them into our hearts and, you know, to experience them. It's to use those words to express, to express okay. whatever those words bring to mind. Uh, and it's not even has to be on the subject. We're here to share and to let it, let us feel comfortable that we're in a company of other souls that need to hear the openness of uh, dialoguing. Dialoguing equals sharing. Share from the heart. And we're all here to be a support in our oneness. So this is what this call is about. And so with that said, uh, let me just start us off with a little centering words and affirmations that bring us into our mind and our heart together. And as we know, the usual protocol for telephonic call is that everyone is mindful of muting their phones when they're not speaking and, of course, not speaking over each other. And it's always good to let someone know, let us know when you complete and say, I'm complete or finished, so no one's stepping on toes. So, Okay, now I got that out of the way. So let's just... Take a deep breath, sit back, relax, close your eyes, and just hear these simple words. We stand firm in faith. Please mute your phone. Thank you. We stand firm in faith that our needs are already fulfilled, and we look past any appearance of lack or limitation to the truth that God is our unlimited source and supply. To stand firm in that faith, know that God is our unlimited source and supply. Relax into those words. Feel the safety of those words, the love of these words. So, and with that, I say amen. Well, let's get a start here. So, I'm opening my book, looking back on the last treatise, on the last chapter six, and I'm just going to read that last one, and then we'll go into seven, and as we usually do, everybody read a paragraph, each of one of us, it'll be one, two, five, yeah, I'll read the one from... Uh, chapter 6, then we got Judy, Reverend Bill, Gloria, and Yvonne. And where there's a one line, like um, Judy will read 1, Reverend Bill 2, Gloria 3 and 4, and Yvonne, you read 5, okay? And then we'll just open up the 4. We'll continue the reading, whatever. Okay. So as being said last week, in in the belief of accomplishment... As I have already said, that your heart, 
must exist where you think you are. You can begin to see that this change in thinking will release your heart, returning it to its natural realm. Thus does mind and heart join in unity in the present, in the here and the now, so that you exist even within form as the only Son of God, the Christ, the Word made flesh. Remember that, remember the phrase, the Son of God and the name Christ, but represent the original creation and not to be mistaken for heavenly deities separate from you. The Christ is your true self as you were created and remain. The Christ is the accomplished self. So, with that said, Judy, would you like to take us into Chapter 7, The Belief, Giving, and Receiving as One? Thank you. We have talked much in this course of your desire to be independent without looking at the condition of dependency that you consider its opposite. To be independent, you feel as if you must rely only on yourself. Thus, the connotation of reliance on others or dependence has taken on a negative meaning, specifically in contrast to your desire to be independent. One of your greatest fears is thus of a condition that causes you to be dependent or to rely on others. Bill? Others are the great unknown of living in the world. Others are those who are beyond your control those who can influence the course of your day or your life in ways you would not choose. Others represent the accidents waiting to happen, love that is not returned, the withholding of things you deem important. The fear that you feel in relation to others is as true of those you hold most dear to you as it is of those you would call strangers. It is the very independence of others that makes your own independence seem so important to you. Dependency is not consistent with your notions of a healthy self. What then is the alternative? Three. Alternative is believing and giving and receiving as one. First, let us replace your idea of others with the idea of relationship that has been so often defined and repeated within this course. In order to believe and giving and receiving as one, you must believe in relationship rather than in others. Pass. Those you would view as others are separate from you. Those you would view as being with relationship with, you are not separate. Oh, oh, oh excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, those you would view as being in relationship with, with you, are not separate from you. The relationship is the source of your unity. That you exist in relationship with all is a belief that you must now incorporate into living. 
<laughs> Further, you must remember that relationship is based on trust. If you are dependent or supported by others with whom you share a trusting relationship, where is the negativity? Where is the cause for fear? What is the hidden source of your feelings of lack or deprivation? What is the hidden source of your desire to control? <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. the answer comes next. <laughs> yeah, that, that is interesting questions, huh? I think I, I was looking at, I think I, every one of them said, wow. Yeah. As I was reading it, I was asking myself the question, uh, uh-huh. but I didn't have the answer because I was still reading. But then I see seven six the source is the ego. Well, that's clearly now the answer <laughs> as I look at it, you know. But I guess sometimes I know in my case maybe I don't want to see is the ego, you know, kind of don't look at it like that. But that's great. I I'm glad he brought it up like that. That's good. It's kind of new for me. I can't remember it from before like that. Anyway, mm. I, forget a lot, so I forget a lot, so what are you going to say? Anyway, I'm, I'm with comp- you, Yvonne. Yeah. I forget a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> if it's there in my heart right now, it's good, you know, but after that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, you know, we absorb so much in our daily, you know, in our form, in our mind. You know, in some it's like it's some you take and hope goes deeper. Some just, you know, goes through the mind and you hold on to a little of it. But then something's said or something, you read something and it, it, it kind of comes back, not exactly in the words you read, but the knowing of it. So, you know, as he said in The Course of Miracle, words are but symbols upon symbols are but symbols. But I think when we read something that goes deeper than the words, and resonates somewhere within our psyche, you want to call it, or into our into our being, you know, where we harbor maybe fear or anger or whatever that, or, you know, in, in love. Those words will be heard through, through the vibe, through the vibration of the word, not the word itself. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. of course, the action, you know, and, because we are feeling beings, you know, we're energy and we feel the vibes, you know, like say the word fear and hate, you could almost feel like your insides just like want to cringe, I know mine do, <laughs> but say love and relationship and unity, it's like, yeah, right? Isn't that like a whole different vibe? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, thank you both for that. Yeah. Whenever I read, when Yvonne, when you were sharing that this source is the ego, the it's just like a flash said came into me. It said, "Yeah, the ego as the separated self, the ego as it believes it's the one and only, it's the great grand beingness of God only knows what." The separate, mm. the separated self, basically. Yeah. 
as we were reading this, uh, when we when in paragraph four, read by Gloria, the mentioning of the relationship came up. It just I had this feeling as if I, recognizing that that that's the way I see it anymore. I feel like. Um, I'm in relationship with all, with everyone, uh, or whatever it may be. It's not, and, and I'm contrasting that to the message of other. And uh, that was very peaceful and very easy to accept as we read this just now. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah. I'm complete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thank you. You know, when you, there are no other. That's the key. Correct. There are no others. We're all one. That's the relationship. You know, in our egoic thoughts, there are others. You know, uh, if I depend on you, then I lose my, my freedom, my whatever. But it's not. It's, it, it, there is no other. I am you and you are me. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And we are all together. Yeah. Come <laughs> yes, together. We are. Right. <laughs> it's the oneness of us. You know, we are one. We might have individual identities in our form. Of but other than that, we are one and we are one with God, our Father. We are one with everything. Everything, everything. and everyone. Yeah, that energy of God permeates everything. The rocks, the trees, the insects, uh, mm-hmm. water, you name it. And, it, yeah, it's pervasive. That God energy is just within everything. So if, we are, if I am one with, with everything, there's nothing to fear. If I know that my relationship is that I am everything, one with everything, mm-hmm. how can I be afraid of anything? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's what he says in five. The relationship is the source of your energy. Hello? Am I I speaking over somebody? I'm sorry. I thought I was on mute. My apologies. No, I was saying in, in paragraph five, the relationship is the source of your unity. Thus, you mm-hmm. exist in relationship with all is a belief that you must now incorporate into living. Now you must think of it like Judy was just saying, into living. Further, you must remember that relationship is based on trust. That's a biggie. Mm-hmm. The trust. Yeah. yeah. For me, that's been um, a lot of where my former issues lay is that I didn't know for sure that I could absolutely trust myself. And I'm not talking about my ego self. I'm talking about that that voice that's within us all that lets us know what's what, that lets lets me know. If I'm on the right track, it's just, that voice is so strong. And if I, when I question it, uh, I'm not, I'm not, 
what's the word? I'm not um, showing any kind of trust. When I trust it, that that's that's whole. That that's just completely whole. I either trust my true self or I don't. And so, in trusting, everything opens. Everything just becomes settled. It's um, again difficult to describe. It just it feels it just feels complete. And with that, I'm 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 complete. Thanks. Thank you, Judy. Again, okay, here I go again. Okay, just to explain myself further, mostly to myself, is when I is when I completely trust myself, then I know what that feeling, that experience of trust feels like. It's subjective and I can own it. And if it's mine, then I am free to give it away. I can't give away something that I don't own. So if I own that trust within myself, then I can absolutely trust others. I think that's the I think that's what I was trying to express before. Thanks, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Don't we join in that trust when we accept others or accept ourselves? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the unity, the joining? You know, because I can relate to what you said. I, I've always second, I'll use the word, second-guessed myself and not mm-hmm. trust. And yet, you know, it, 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 I've gone through my whole life weighing everything, not trust. Did I really, should I, you know, that question So. Can I trust my decision? Should I do that? Do I trust, really trust myself? And, you know, and then you find you can, you know? Oh, yeah. It's a big question. Yeah. It's a big question. It encompasses everything in our lives. Yeah. You know, and even, you know, the times I've questioned, can I trust God? You know, in my as I was maturing into this knowing, mm-hmm. you know, can I really let go of controlling and put my life completely to God I hand it over? Let go, let God, and just relax into it. Oh, there's times I think I'm doing it and there's times I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. And I think we intuitively know when we're doing it and when we're when we're paying lip service, when we're when we're actually doing it or when we're faking it. We know. We know ourselves yeah. well enough to know what we're doing when we're doing it. And it's a very individual thing and nobody can tell anybody else what they're feeling or thinking or doing. It's completely subjective every individual for themselves in that regard yeah so true Mm -hmm. it is 
you know, it's like I, I, I say it over and over, like, you know, we're all in this, you know, wherever our soul is at this very point, we're all on our own journey, you mm-hmm. know. We come together. But, you know, what I take from this call and what you take could be two different, you know. Mm-hmm. We need to call with whatever we need at the moment, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, some things resonate, some things don't, and it's okay. Absolutely. It's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. As he points out to us, we are individuals, and it's the individual that makes its own choices. And we all know what it's like being on the path and the various issues that we have individually struggled with at various times in our life and on our path. And yeah, it's all completely subjective. And that's one beautiful thing is that I can't compare myself to anybody else, not at all, nor would I. I can only compare myself to my own progress or lack thereof, whatever. You know, nobody else. We we can't compare ourselves to quote unquote so called others. Not possible. You know, I'm looking back at those questions in five. I think we've answered them in all our own ways, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's the closest <laughs> there. It's fear <here> myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think we can only answer that individually, in our individual. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's no right or wrong answer. No, of course not. Everyone, there is no. Yeah. 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 You know, there's not one blanket answer. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, no, I'm just saying, like Yvonne, you know, when she first read it and she looked at it again, what Mm -hmm. resonated or she feels, there's no answer. You know, and he tells us mm-hmm. in work that you know you're your own. You are your own teacher. Absolutely. You know, yeah. 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 Billy, you still with us? Gloria, you got very quiet. Hello. <laughs> Thinking about <laughs> my own. <laughs> um, my own, I will say, perception on this. Um, Judy was talking about that nobody can change or manipulate her if she doesn't want. Um, so, thinking about the, um, oh boy, I forgot what I want to say. It'll come back. It'll come. Yeah, it'll come back. Yeah, this is Yvonne. I just wanted to quickly, when Judy was talking about be yourself, don't compare, I I once gave a a little uh, bracelet to a a niece of mine that said, be yourself, everyone else is taken. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. Perfect. Oh, that's very close. I love it. Be yourself <laughs> taken. Yep. Yep, that's right. That's so true. Oh, my God, that's priceless. <laughs> no, she got it. I don't know if it meant anything to her, but I gave it to her oh, anyway. That's great. <clears throat> well, you sh- you sharing it with us right now means the world to me. That That is just priceless. Thank yes. you. <laughs> how, 
How old was she when you gave it to her? I'm curious. Oh, she was. Thanks for that, Yvonne. That was great. I didn't hear your answer. I didn't hear your reply, Yvonne. How old was she? Are you there? Oh, I'm on mute. Sorry, I was on mute. (laughs) I I got off mute. I got back on again. Yeah, she's about she was about fifteen. It's my nephew's daughter. She's really my great my great niece. My oh, perfect. My sister's You know, I'm family. sure as she matured that, she, you know, it resonated. Yeah. <laughs> but that was good for her to think, to ponder mm. that. Yeah, that was great. Funny when you find these things. You go to these little stores, these off-beat off kind right. of stores, you know, and you mm-hmm. can find that. Anyway, yeah, well, that was my take on that one. So I'm complete. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> I love it. That was great, yeah. That was perfect. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have the tones on, so I'd like to ask, has anyone joined us? Nope. Okay. So what do you think? Should we read a couple more paragraphs? What do you think? Works for me. Yeah, sure. Okay. So we'll start at the top again. Judy 6, so the 7, 8. Let's do 6, 7, 8, oh, 9. Yeah, let's just do the next 4. Okay, and then we'll go into 10. All right? Okay. I shall start there with 6. This source is the eagle. Even now, the eagle will take every opportunity that arises to prove to you that independence is a far better state than that of dependence. It will work diligently to convince you that any course that tries to take away your independence should be resisted. As long as you continue to listen to your eagle, you will not understand giving and receiving as one and will not believe in it. This is the most difficult belief of all to integrate into the living of your life. Each time another thwarts you, you will be tempted to believe that giving and receiving as one is not taking place. Your previous pattern of behavior will be quick to assert itself and you will feel resentment and claim that the situation is unfair. You will be tempted to withhold as others withhold from you. It is not clear how important it is to live in peace that is partner will be broken. You will live in peace only until you, until some others breaks your peace, only until some circumstances beyond your control brings an unexpected conflict your way, pass. Yvonne? Yvonne? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was waiting on Reverend Bill. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, 
Okay, number nine. There is no function for control in unity. There is no need for it. Relationship is the only means through which interaction is real. The only source of your ability to change that which you would change. Wow. Yeah, I reading these paragraphs and I'm sure we've I know I have learned and I think we've all have delved into many, you know, this work and other works that I mean I know giving and receiving are one. And it took me a long time to realize that as I was learning through the many years of reading Course in Miracles, Course of Love, that what I give, I receive. And it, it, it's very prevalent in my mind in relationship to others. You know, even though they're not on a spiritual path, but I know if I, like, and I say that if I give love, I get love. If I give fear, anger, I am giving it to myself. And I think we all, you know, I, I think it's safe to say we're all further in our path that we do have an understanding of that. And it does make me stop sometimes when I'm not in my right mind, you might say, and I'm thinking other than loving thoughts or nice thoughts, to stop. And I'm saying, who am I really hurting? Who am I giving this to but myself? So it does then the soul searching, like go go down deep and be thankful that this other is showing you something too that you need to look at. So I am receiving what I need to receive. It's such, it's a mind blower for me (laughs) when I think about, you know, the giving and receiving is one. It blows my mind, and which is good. I want my mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I just become so much more conscious of my everyday you know, of my existence, where, you know, I walked around in years in, in, in some kind of days or, you know, unreal, like just going through life, taking it, getting angry, blah, 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 and then it, it dawns on you at some point in your life and you say, wow, look at it differently now. I guess I'm maturing, finally. <laughs> <laughs> The change is constant. So there you go, Paula. Oh my God! Oh, it's the it only does. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you know, going to acknowledge that driving, driving is my curriculum. <laughs> ah. Okay. That's my best. That's my greatest Where that's where I watch judgment come up. That's where I watch. Them. 
and, and I recognize the times too when I'm in a loving space and accepting, you know, being with the other with everyone else who is driving at that point. But I tell you that um, this is this is a day by day a moment, you know, a means for me to be just watching, checking out the mood or the place that I am at any point because I I just watch that judgment whatever comes up along those lines, and, and that certainly is not relationship, at least to my thinking at that point. Whoop. I'm, I'm right next to you in the next car. <laughs> when he's driving and I am the passenger, I'm the one that's judging him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I totally relate. Oh my God! <laughs> and I catch myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I catch myself too, but I'm not always quick to really get it. Um, mm. You know, just in rereading it. This is the most difficult belief of all yeah. to integrate into the living of your, you know, and I, I just heard that <clears throat> just, this, just this last reading. I must have read this book, I don't know how many times. I just heard that and I agree. It is the most difficult. It is the yeah. most difficult belief of all to integrate. It really is. Um, yeah. My previous patterns of behavior kick in every single time. This is the one thing in my life that is still big. I mean, I know I have overcome a ton of stuff in my life, but this one, I'm still, I'm still chipping away at, at it. It's just, it's a difficult one. And my old patterns of behavior do assert themselves, and I do end up feeling resentful. Um, I don't claim the situation is unfair because I understand it's my resentment. This is all about me. It's never about the other person. Because again, there is no other person. And so whatever gets triggered in me is mine. That's my stuff. And mm-hmm. that's, where I'm, that's where I'm kind of stuck right now. It's kind of like, okay, I still get triggered. Not as much as I used to, so perhaps that is lessening just a little bit. And then once again, I can only compare my own progress to myself and where I have been and where I am. So I think there's been this, like a tiny little bit of improvement in that regard. Um, <clears throat> And I'm not as quick to um, I'm not as quick to point the finger and blame. Although I may go there, I will just as quickly take it back and say, "No, wait, that's wrong. It's not you. It is totally me. I got triggered." Okay, so that's yeah. my stuff to deal with. So that's kind of where I'm at it with the moment. I have not overcome it as yet. I still don't know what the magic answer is. Oh, I do know what the magic answer is. My magic answer is always the same one. It's to stop thinking and start feeling and experiencing the love of God within me. Because when mm-hmm. that occurs, nothing. I can't think. There's no thought involved. Yeah. But I don't always apply it. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So this has been a big, this is a big one for me. I will... I will absolutely share that, admit that, and, um, you know, just let you know. I got a biggie. That's it. I think, you know, Judy, I'm standing right next to you saying the same thing, and I think all of us, you know, maybe a little more degree, you know, some more, some less. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I remember, I think, I know it's in the Course of Miracles somewhere where we believe we, we fell back 
more. You know, we we didn't succeed. Mm, yes, yeah, yeah. We, uh, Jesus says to us, we made our greatest strides at the uh, Yes, time. I remember that. Uh, yeah. I remember and, that. You know, so it, there is no judgment. We judge ourselves. Oh, because, totally. You know, God knows, we're, you know, we're, we're in this illusion, but he knows that mm-hmm. we're all perfect already, but we forgot. So mm-hmm. we're just yeah, exactly. still playing with this. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when we yeah, make what well, we, we think was the worst, we made a the fact that you're aware that yes, it's just going forward. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's absolutely right. The awareness is huge. The awareness, because mm-hmm. I know for years I was not aware that this was what I was doing. I thought it was always somebody else was triggering me. It wasn't my fault if they don't mm-hmm. just stop doing that. I'd be fine. You know, which is totally mm-hmm. insane. I mean, you know, it's, it's just my feelings. I got, I'm the one that got triggered. My stuff. 100%. I still get triggered. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah I do. But, you know, it, I find myself that I'm, it's not like I would, I remember holding resentment for like years. <laughs> <laughs> Left in there, <laughs> and it, it's you know, and as the soul or the growth within or the knowing, it was like you start to do the forgiveness work, and it all starts like we know the forgiveness of ourselves first. Yes, self forgiveness, and then you realize, yes. and and it, it so the resent those times where you get triggered. It's less for me than what, you know, I remember as a very resentful child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me very. too. It went into my adulthood, you know, my younger years, and even into my, you know, there mm-hmm. was a lot of resentment. You know, resentment in my ex-husband, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the maturity or the growth came, and there was a, a forgiveness. I'll never forget it. It oh, came I and... Know. It was like, yes, yes, yes. Like you said, we're yeah. all on our individual journey. And, you know, mm-hmm. Bill and I, we both were on a call today. And it's it's true, you know, like we're all individuated in ourselves in our journey. And things, you know, might not happen as quick for me as, you know, for you or Bill. Or, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's okay. That's my journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there is no time frame. That's the beautiful part of it. Time is an illusion. Time is something we made up here in physical reality so that we could deal Mm -hmm. with the effects of our constructions. You know, we we create our own circumstances and situations, and so some time must elapse before we can see the results of that. That's what we created time for. See what we're doing. So, yeah, there is no time. Yeah. So everybody's on their own journey in their own time, and that is just perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect curriculum for every uh, one of it? us. I agree, Bill. Yeah. 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 I loved it when you said your curriculum was your, was driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that tickled my funny bone. <laughs> Yeah. 
And Gloria, when you said being in the passenger seat, oh my God, I can mostly relate to that, seeing as I'm in the passenger seat all the time now. Oh. Yeah, um, I'm the judge when he Yeah, drives. me too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I got that one down perfectly. <laughs> and you realize, of course, that's coming back to you, don't you? <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, I want to slide in and then I have my, my uh, comeback. Yeah. What I give, I receive too. Uh-huh. I hear you. Oh, God. So let's continue reading. We found a lot to laugh about. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I like laughing at myself. It's very healing, actually. Yeah. Okay, so we have Judy on 10. Bill, Bill, why don't you do um, 11 and 12, Glory of 13, and Yvonne, 14. How's that? We'll cover quite a bit of ground here. Okay. Got it? All right. Should I Take start? Yeah. Okay. Ten. All right. Ten. Here is an idea not heretofore given much attention. The idea of the desire for change. Certainly, there will continue to be things within your life that are in need of change. As was stated in the beginning of this treatise, this course has not called you to a static state of sameness, an acceptance of who you are that does not allow for change. But once you have become happier with who you are, you will, if left unschooled, turn your attention to others and to situations you would have be different than they were. You will want to be a change agent. You will want to move into the world and be an active force within it. These are aims consistent with the teachings of this course. But what will prevent you from following the patterns of old as you go out into the world with your desire to effect change? Bill? The only thing that will prevent this is your ability to go out into the world and remain who you are. This relates to giving and receiving being one in truth in a very concrete way. For to go out into the world with the desire to give, either expecting to receive in certain measure or to receive not at all, is to follow the old pattern, a pattern that has been proven to not have the ability to change the world. To proceed into each relationship as who you truly are is to bring everlasting change to each and every relationship and thus to all. Again, I return you to the early teaching of A Course of Love, teaching concerning your desires to be good and to do good 
This is not about doing good work. This is about being who you are and seeing the truth rather than illusion that surrounds you. You cannot, in other words, be a good person and a bad per- and a bad world. You cannot effect change without, without having effects change within. You cannot be independent and still be of service. For as long as you believe in your independence, you will not accept your dependence. You will not accept giving and receiving as one if you feel able only to give or as as if others have nothing would you have nothing you will receive. Task. This new attitude then includes accepting that you have needs, that you are a being who exists in relationship is the same as saying you are a being who needs relationship. The only thing that keeps you in this new pattern from being needy and dependent in an unhealthy way is that you believe in giving and receiving as one. You believe, in other words, that your needs will be provided for, thus ceasing to be needs. To deny that you are a being with needs is not the the aim of this course. To come to believe that your needs are provided for by a creator and a creation creation that includes others is to believe in giving and receiving, being one in truth. Wow. So true. Yeah, that last went line. Yeah. I'm going to read 15. Giving is not only about choosing what good and helpful parts of yourself you would share with the world. It is also about giving the world the opportunity to give back. It is about recognizing that the constant and ongoing exchange that allows needs to be met. It is trusting that if you have a need for money or time or honesty or love, it will be provided. Wow. That's trust right there. Yeah. Amazing, huh? Yeah, that's big one. Well, that's why I guess Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow, that, that, that phrase. Something about yeah. that. About. Yeah. I always read that stuff in uh, when I used to go to church, you know, but it never really resonated with me. But now when I, well, last year since I've been reading The Course in Miracles and Course in Love, I mean, every now and then these phrases come to me from when I was young. Oh, now it makes much more sense, you know, much more mm. of a kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. For yeah. That. <laughs> I complete. Yeah, that's right. Do 
what jumped out at me was early in the reading and this this turner this time and judy's reading uh, uh the third sentence in 710 said as was stated in the beginning of this treatise this course has not called you to a static state of sameness an acceptance of who you are that does not allow for change let's see yeah i just i just made a note by that at that point just recognizing that that this is so essential to our being here to our choice to be here to recognize that that there is some change that's called for on my part and this is continuous although it, it it's it, there's there's it's welcome if you will for the most part it's welcome and and any time and now that i say that as i'm saying that i recognize when i'm accepting my accepting some sort of matter that has been uncomfortable it's recognizing that i am relying on the past at that point until i get to the point of acceptance and allowing it to be hmm wow part, yeah, part of the work yeah it, it's very what insightful. he says like you're following the patterns of the old yep. yeah yeah. yeah that, I'm glad so you call an experience mm. we call an experience in ministry school when when it <clears throat> I think we were looking at conscious evolution but it 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 just became so clear to me that how much we are striving for the static or have been striving for the static and recognizing that where we truly exist is a continued process a continued mm-hmm. process of creating a new continuously um the longing to hold on to the static is the holding on to the old and um that's not our that's not our mission that's not our opportunity is it no what is not no it's yeah. continued creation yes and that always involves change doesn't it yeah. yeah because change is constant whether in this life or the next or wherever or whatever change is constant and I can either fight it, resist it, or I can just simply accept it, which makes my life a lot easier. So I'm always going to be resisting it. I'm always going to be in turmoil and conflict. And again, it's, it's you know, as you said before, it's the old patterns that will trip us up. Well, it trips me up anyway. Old patterns. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, he uses that word again and again even in 11 where he says if you go out to the world to give and you're going to expect something back that's following <laughs> the old pattern oh my god mm-hmm. that word expecting expectation is it's weighty you know yeah. I, I feel mm-hmm. a lot of weight with that word it's um it's heavy yeah it's a heavy word expectation 
Mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> I feel like a little Thank girl at four pretty, years old. <laughs> that's great insight because that's another one of those words that that we hold on to expecting. And what could yeah, that be okay. from like, the past? Just yeah. like... Just like the, yep. the, the, the word seems, whenever we re- see the mm-hmm. term seems in the course of love, <laughs> why, does they, yeah. why do things seem that way? Because yeah. we yeah. expect them to be that way in the pa- from the past. From the past, <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, expectations. And, of course... Um, and like, again, I can only speak for myself. My greatest expectations were of me. You know, I expected myself. The things that I expected of myself were absolutely ridiculous. And the weight that I put on myself, the pressure that I put on myself with these expectations, oh, my God. So releasing them was not as difficult as I thought it might be. It was actually quite a relief. And, of course, if I don't have expectations of myself, then I'm not going to have expectations of others. And I put that others always in quotes. Because whatever it is that I have inside me is obviously going to attract or is going to be a part of me that attracts you know, whatever into my life. So by releasing myself of expectations, I release others of expectations. So I have no expectations, and I may have one or two. That's okay. I, I just have to revise myself here because as I was saying it, I was thinking to myself, that, don't think that's entirely true, Judy. Okay, so I probably do have some expectations. However, they're not nearly as heavy or as ponderous as they have been in the past. So that's about as far as I can go with that one. Yay, thank you. But it, that's, that's, a, that's a leap forward. A big leap. Yeah. 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 And as you, as you say that, I recognize that I'm in a much more easygoing state of, of being willing to, to call those exceptions for what they are and let them go. Mm, lovely. Beautiful. Oh, mm. yes. Gloria, um, I think expectations to me is trusting, trusting what I expect is there already. Um, today I was um, at the store in Walmart, and I see this woman playing a lottery, buying a lottery ticket. And I saw her in my mind winning already. And then when she walked away close to me, I say, how much money you, you want? She said, um, well, it's about $12 million. I oh said, you got it. You got it. <laughs> and she said, I said, well, just, just trust. Trust that you, you expect him to have that money. Trust and will come. And she got a big smile. She said, oh, my gosh, I never saw it that way. <laughs> so uh, I said, good luck. When I saw her, I saw her receiving $12 million. 
Wow. So that was my, that was my giving. <laughs> anyway. mm. Picture this now. A week or two from now, we'll see these reward signs from somebody posting these signs about who was that woman who told me to trust twelve million dollars in her And then yeah, about a week later, a Gloria will be a celebrity on one of the talk shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's adorable. Yeah. The next step there, when you when you hear back from her, is introduce her to Unity and let her know the power of her mind. Yeah. Yeah. But it was my mind, my power. Give it to her. (laughs) Yep. That that, by the way, is relationship. That is relationship. The the word trust. Getting what's yeah. there yes. and sharing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And all yeah. relationship, as we know, is union with God. All relationship is, is being in complete yeah. connection and communion with God. That's where we receive everything. That's where things are known. So, yeah, well, you're right. Yeah. Well, it's a trust. To me, I hear yeah, that. that. Yes. Uh, and my prayers, and my prayers of um, having uh, my son health, healthy, and uh, out of trouble, whatever. And um, and I hear very clear, trust me. You are asking mm-hmm. me for healing. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Trust yeah. me. That was that was the world that changed my perception. Mm. And my feeling, and my happiness, I will say, trust yeah. me. Yeah, God is Powerful. telling me, trust me. And yeah. that's what I need to do, trust trust God. Trust God that is within me, no in the sky or somewhere. It's just close to me, every breath that I take mm-hmm. is God within me, breathing with me. Yes. Yeah. Incomplete. My mind holds on. That is so true. That is so true, Gloria. Thank you. Yep. That's me. Yeah. My mind holds only what I think with God. Hmm. Well, yes. God is closer to us than our own breath. God is, it's a part of, of us. So, yeah, absolutely, trust it. Powerful. You know, when I find myself in that something is fearful, I'm thinking of, you know, it could be anything, you know, mm-hmm. worried about something that I have to take care of money-wise or even concerned about, like, I know my son's driving home in traffic and and I, I start to get that worrying, you know, like, I hope he's all right. <laughs> Yeah, I know that one. I, yeah, I, I find I stop myself now, and and soon I said, Paula, just trust, trust that what is unfolding is for the higher good of all. Just trust it; it'll be okay. And I could actually feel myself relaxing. You know, it's like, and, and it's it, it 
And I, I try to practice that so much, you know, and I just trust it. It's okay. And I remember reading, I forgot who was it. I don't know, I was reading something about God, and it said, the the phrase was, he said to this person, I got your back. You know, yeah. I got you. I got your back. Yep. And I say, yeah, God's got my back. I'm okay. Yeah, all the and time. I can actually feel, you know, and I, I think Judy did, and I, I know I've led on the last couple of months. I've been going through some heavy anxiety uh, relating to, you know, the sudden death of my sister and other things. And and the doctors have been prescribing all kinds of antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills, and they just drive me crazy. I get what I call wonky in the head. I can't think. I can't whatever. And I stopped taking them. And, and I, I, it's like, I know I have to go within and trust. And I, I could feel just myself relaxing into that. And the anxiety dissipates mm-hmm. without the help of the, you know, the miracle pills. <laughs> and it's, been a, it's been a little tough, the road. But I'm coming through it. It's great. That's it's really, yeah, it's really good. And that's not to say, if you don't mind me saying, it's not to say that the so-called miracle pills or antidepressants, they work for some people. Some people have chemical, have um, in their makeup, in their neurological makeup, they have chemical imbalances. Okay? You apparently don't. I mean, obviously, with your reaction to it, you do not have a chemical imbalance. So for you, taking that was not obviously not the solution. And there are some people that do have chemical imbalances and do need that just to feel normal. I've come across that a lot in my life. Yeah. So, I mean, I I, there's nothing intrinsically right or wrong about taking anything. No. My my philosophy has always been if I need it, I'll take it. If I don't, I won't. And it's just that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I mean, Jesus yeah. even said that, you know, was in the Course of Miracles, you know, you yeah. can take what you know need, and you know if that works, mm-hmm. do it. It's okay. Like if I have Absolutely. a terrible headache, I'm going to be popping Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so. Yes. <laughs> but I, you know, and it's just once that again, I, it's all individual. It's all individual. Yeah. Okay? And there's nothing right, wrong, good, or bad about anything. No. Those are judgments that we can just discard. Right. Sometimes it's appropriate, and so we'll take it. Sometimes it's not appropriate, so we mm-hmm. won't. I mean, there's nothing judgmental about that. There's just, is it appropriate? And that's it. Yes yeah. or no? Who cares? doesn't matter. Individually, subjectively, every individual knows what is best for them. And again, I use best not in a judgmental way, but in a way of saying what is appropriate for any one of us at any given time is only for each of us as individuals to make that choice decision. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew it's not right for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, clearly. In, in this in this discussion, I recall that when uh, when he introduces the concept in the Course of Miracles, where he introduces the concept of magic, <clears throat> it's followed shortly after that by 
the message that the last thing you want to do is introduce anything that produces fear. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to that to that end, that would say, um, obviously, you know, I'll say it here this way, simply for us, any judgment about how somebody is taking care of their health is is not what's called for. And instead, just Mm -hmm. allowing them to be where they are. Absolutely. Who are we to say? Who who am I to say what is right or wrong, good, bad, or indifferent for anyone? That is really none of my business ever. Everybody is an individual and everybody instinctively within themselves. Every single one of us, we each know what is the best, most appropriate thing for each of us to do at any given time. Judgment does not have a place here at all. Right. Well, Paula, this is Yvonne. Uh, I know you were speaking for yourself when you said yeah. that you gave up uh, uh, some of the pills. And, um, and I, I, I really applaud you for that. I, whether that you can keep it up or not, that, that's really to be determined and how you feel. But the fact that you could see that, you know, in your case right now, whenever, whenever you decided to do that, that it was the right thing for you to, to try, try to, on your own to kind of figure out why it is that you were, to, that's the way I'm thinking about it now, the way you were, you're so down and you were thinking about it, well, well maybe now mm-hmm. I have a handle and, and now I can just stop for, see if I can stop. So I think, you know, for me, I think that's good that you, you, you gave it a try, you know. Oh, yeah. I applaud yeah. that. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. That you, Absolutely. That you looked inside yeah, I mean, you. Enough. You, to be able to I'm gonna be on the phone next week. Oh, Yvonne, you Yvonne yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have a lot of judgment around taking stuff. Yeah, but in her you case, she's not discussing huh? it. Yeah, is not judging herself for it. She just oh no, which is perfect. Just saying, I think I'm going to try now to to work with myself and and mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's a, that's a higher vibration. But that's kind of where I'm trying to go with this. Mm. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. Thanks, Yvonne. Yeah. Okay, thank you. There's a time in the 1980s that antidepressants were a regular for me. I mean, it was... Uh, <coughs> yeah. And so? I wasn't, no, wasn't taking any vitamins. <laughs> Or any nutrients, but I was sure sure using the antidepressants, and I ultimately took a bottle of them and threw them in a trash can when on a <laughs> trip through Canada. Um, now these days, you know, when I'm with a doctor and he's going, we're having our meetings and what have you, and the tests that he's run and what have you. He wonders if I want some anti-anxiety or, or antidepressant mm-hmm. things, and then, and I just say, no. <laughs> yeah, that? that's appropriate. That's and, appropriate. It was appropriate in the '80s to take them, and now it's not. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And the key yeah, here is, is we do it without judgment. We don't judge ourselves. Yeah. Okay. No. We don't judge ourselves for anything. If I'm experiencing depression in any given instant, it's not for long, 
it's going to be it's going to be recovered. It's going to be healed mm-hmm. uh, within within a matter of time. Uh, the same holds true as far as any sort of anxiety. Yeah. That uh, that you know these are temporary. These are but just journeys into the bit of separation. Journeys of distraction or resistance or fear, waiting to be moved beyond. Thanks. I'm complete. But, you know, when it hits, because it was, I've had anxiety in the past, you know, and each time, you know, doctor says, take this, take that. It could be a a remedy for a while, but then I knew I didn't want dependent depend and I had the strength and the will to come up but this time it just hit so deeply mm-hmm. it was very difficult to come out of it and I I did and I tried it mm-hmm. but there was something that said you know I I didn't feel right it, it's not I didn't say I shouldn't feel the word it what the results of taking the pills weren't making me feel worse better ah well, there, yeah there you go yeah yeah and as so. and as usual you knew best what was right for you as we all do yeah exactly exactly but i remember there was a period there was a period mm-hmm. of time where if anybody who was on quote unquote the spiritual path took anything it was frowned upon and judged very very severely i remember this yeah and yeah and so a lot of people got feeling feeling shame around having to take something but understanding that some people have an actual chemical imbalance okay and actually need something to even out the balance if neurons aren't firing then they need help getting those neurons to fire so you know how can you judge somebody who's like that you can't I can't I shouldn't say you and I can't I can't judge anybody and God doesn't judge. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. So what the heck? If somebody needs to take something, take it for God's sakes. And if you don't, yeah. don't. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's just, you know, it's just that there should be no judgment. That's what really, that's what I'm really talking about. The basis of all of this is don't judge yourself or myself for having to take something or not take something. That's ridiculous. That's when the ego is just having a grand yeah. time. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Let's have a good old I, session. I, <laughs> Judgment I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't thought of this term for a long time, but the word that just came up was metaphysical malpractice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I haven't heard that in years. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, Bill, take me down a trip. Take me on a trip down memory lane, why don't you? <laughs> How much we trust in medicine? Uh, take a pill for this. Take a pill for that. Um, and it's, it's obvious that sometimes I'm judging myself. Um, I was um, single 
and my sister, and that time she was a medical doctor, and I have a surgery, um, and um, she came in and um, told me, how you feel? She didn't operate me with another doctor. And then um, she said, I say, I'm in pain, and they didn't give me anything. And then she said, I'll be right back. So she came back quickly and gave me a little pill, a small, the size of a lentil, something like that. Mm. And she said, take it. Okay. It was almost an instant the pain went away. Why? Because my sister knew better than my doctor and because mm-hmm. it's a pill, it's a magic pill. Well, in that moment, my doctor came. And I say to him, you know, nobody's giving me a pill for the pain until my sister came and she's a doctor and introduced her and said, what do you give her? Uh, Before she says something, the doctor said, you cannot give nothing to her. She is my patient. You will be a doctor with all the titles, but she is my patient. And then she smiles and said, I understand, but look what I give her. She takes a little bottle with pills. They are homeopathic, little pills. Mm -hmm. They only have sugar, don't have Mm -hmm. nothing else. And when when I hear telling the doctor, I say, you give me a sugar and and give me the, 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 I took away the, the pain, and the doctor said, yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, fine. So we, we depended on medicine sometimes, and as, as I were mine, uh, as a magic pill, the sugar pill that she gave me, yeah. <laughs> took away the pain. <laughs> oh, I yeah. can't believe it. She tricked me that way. Yeah. She she didn't uh, trick you. She healed you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, no, she did not. No, so she Gloria, helped to Gloria heal herself. herself. Yeah. Yeah. She. Sorry, and that's <laughs> called the placebo effect. They give you a sugar yeah. pill because. Oh you, yeah. But it's, it's called that's that's, that's, many, many, many. that's mm-hmm. the science. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That that's powerful self healing, Gloria. <laughs> It's a, yep. It has to do with the deep belief that you were going to be given something to alleviate the pain. You believed it deeply, 100%. And, of course, the power of your own mind is what healed you. The That's power right. of God within you. And we the have power that of belief now. and trust. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It, it's no wonder she trusted her sister so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A good example that I received a long time for a master that I have, he said, look at how your mind works. Imagine, he said, right now I'm cutting a lemon in half and I squeeze half of the lemon in my mouth and everybody feels that saliva comes in your mouth like you really taste. Did you feel it, he said? Everybody, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. See how yeah. your mind works? You didn't How's even have the lemon. And I didn't even have the mm-hmm. lemon. I just told you 
how your mind works. So use yep. your mind in a good place, she said. Absolutely. For good reason. Yeah. So yep. anyway. Perfect. You, you, <laughs> you know, years ago, Go ahead, Reverend. Years ago, I'd be at a restaurant, and they would offer the dessert tray to choose from. And what I would do is I would look at a given dessert, and I would experience it. I would, I would mm-hmm. just get the experience of what it is to have that dessert. And that was all I needed. You still have that willpower today, Reverend Bill. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not me, that's for sure. I like my sweets too much. <laughs> you know, I, I think back to I had been a smoker and I couldn't stop smoking on my own. So I went to a hypnotist and it's really, all he did kept telling me is that I don't want to smoke anymore. But, you know, when he put me under, you, you might say, mm-hmm. and I walked out of his office and I never smoked after that. Yeah, power of suggestion. You wanted it. You wanted it. Yeah. 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 Somebody who doesn't want to quit smoking, they can go to 20,000 hypnotists. Yeah. It'll never work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you wanted it. So it worked. power of our minds yeah. is incredible. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Well, we spent another delightful time together. <laughs> I know. Seven <laughs> Bill, do you think other people would enjoy us as we enjoy each other? <laughs> Giving and receiving are one. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and that is the truth. They are. Because we are one. So how can yes. it not be? Mm-hmm. How can it not be? It has to be. Yeah. I mean, just common sense will let us know that. Yeah. And it, goes it down, makes it real. You know, what he, he, he says to us in so many ways, as within, so without. Oh, That's yeah. basically mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's one, giving and receiving is one. Is one. Yeah. It has to be one. We are all one. Yeah. So if I have love within, that's mm-hmm. what I'll see without. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That one line where he says something, you can't do good deeds in a bad world. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Bringing that up, that's good. The love of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The Mm -hmm. presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, yes, and is. all is well. Thank you. Amen. Well, you know, uh, a little bit of unity every, there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. yeah, I say that prayer every night. It's part of my little liturgy that my prayers yeah. that day is to roll myself to sleep. I remind myself. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Prayer protection. Yeah, love it. Yeah. It's true. So my fellow travelers, I am going to say good night. Angel, oh my God! This has been beautiful again. Take a night. Look forward to next week, and I love you all. Amen. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, everyone. Judy. Yes. Hey, Judy. 
Yes. Judy, I have a question for you. Certainly. There's a um, there's a a woman in our morning call who has jumped in recently, and her name is Jude Judy, and she goes by mm-hmm. Jude as well. Um, mm-hmm. Is that someone different, or that's not you, is it? No, it's not me. Although. Jude is my okay. nickname. Okay. I've been, I have one friend okay. who I've known like for 50 years who still calls me Jude. So, yeah. But no, it's not me on the morning calls. Trust me, Bill, if it were me, I would be absolutely um, forthcoming and letting you know that it's me. It's Judy, Jude, from Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. Well, she has plenty to offer. It's sweet to have her there with you. And, and I think the accent is quite slightly different than yours. Okay. So oh, okay. Um, that's the only distinction. But anyway, okay, thanks. No, it's not me. But thank you for asking. Okay, I'm going to end the call now. So okay, we can end the all. call and end the recording. Good night, everybody. Bye. I love you. Good night, all. Good night. Thanks, night. Paula. Night. Thank you Bye-bye. all. See you tomorrow, Yvonne. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye, Yvonne.